1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we gear up for more midweek football. Albina Yeti will be available for Celtic tomorrow after winning his appeal for diving. Tommy Wright's refreshed and raring to go after taking over at Kilmarnock and Scotland's lower leagues will remain suspended until next month at the earliest. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And it's another exciting Premiership midweek. As you say, three big games tomorrow night, Gordon. Celtic will use a game in hand to try and Close the gap on Rangers And will be desperate to avenge that recent home defeat to St Mirren Hamilton who took points off Rangers at the weekend Will seek to inflict another defeat On manager of the month David Martindale and Livy And Tommy Wright's back in Scotland's top flight And will be eager for that new manager Bounce with Kilmarnock Against your very own Motherwell But they'll all need to beat the snow first Yeah, well obviously with the weather being so bad Gordon, I touched on that a couple of weeks ago And it's come to fruition um, So I'm looking forward to tomorrow night I really am the weatherman. Oh, never misses a chance to mention the weather. Yeah, this I, guy. I, I think. I think that obviously everybody who sees it, the 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 top of the league, it's the case of who will finish third and fourth. But for me, the excitement's about the bottom of the league. You know, Hamilton got a terrific point against Rangers. Good performance. You've got Kelly, new manager, Tommy Wright playing against Motherwell. You know, a point separates him down there. And uh, obviously St Mirren against Celtic Which will be a very very good game indeed 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need to have your say Tuesday night's always interesting There's maybe some lingering thoughts from the weekend That you still to get off your chest Maybe you're looking ahead to tomorrow Or maybe it's today's news We've heard from Tommy Wright for the first time Scotland's lower leagues remaining suspended Until next month at the earliest And in case you hadn't heard Albina Yeti Will be available for Celtic After a not proven verdict In his hearing for the ban For alleged simulation uh, From that game last week So give us all your thoughts 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB It's not often I do this Roger But actually since the weatherman brought it up I've got a weather anecdote to kick us off Right. So earlier on this morning Crack of dawn um, My wee one is that age Where it's, it's time time for the Jags Right? Stressful for parents Don't like to see your Your youngster in that pain Anyway Down to the local health centre Covid times Only one parent allowed in So I'm sitting Sitting in the car I'm, I'm ready just to wait And my wife is in the passenger seat And she says Oh Look at this car coming up this hill Oh look at it Oh look at him He's swerving everywhere He's skidding He's never going to get up the hill And it was him It was DL <laughs> Next thing he's level with me 50 layers on Big puffer jacket I think Do you have a hat on as well? Yeah Nose obviously pressed up to the windscreen Absolutely ridiculous <laughs> Trying to get himself up this hill So I'm going to start and end my Tuesday with him Which is quite disturbing I didn't even see you there That's I know, worst I know didn't. I, I, you didn't Do you know I, I live at the bottom of the hill mm-hmm, And I decided I when I came out I got a runner at it Gordon And as everyone will tell you You've got to make the vital decisions at the right time Woof Right up I went Right if you'd rather talk football That, that would be lovely as well So 01419511025 Like I say If you're lingering Some thoughts from the weekend Fine let's do that If you want to look ahead to tomorrow Or if you have any thoughts On that breaking news This afternoon About Albion Ayeti Let's do that as well Because um, The disciplinary procedure is It's the hot topic Whether we like it or not Yes you will get extra bonus points If you want to phone up And, and talk about actual Football And what's going to go on On the pitch tomorrow Then fair enough But Roger It seems the obvious place to start Celtic striker Albin Ayeti Cleared of diving To win that penalty Against Kilmarnock 
He was accused of causing referee Kevin Clancy To wrongly award the spot kick During the 4-0 victory at Rugby Park last Tuesday He was facing a two-match ban That then went to a tribunal today A disciplinary hearing And the charge of simulation was essentially found not proven If you like So in football terms he's free to play That's what you need to know Yeah, free to play um, Fair chance he'll start I would think For Celtic at St Mirren tomorrow night And it makes the SFA for me Look a little bit silly Gordon um, we can see what we like about this disciplinary system At the minute um, I don't know too many people Who are in favour of the way it operates just now um, We've already heard Stephen Gerrard Saying that people at Rangers Are keen to work with the SFA And see if improvements can be made in the system Fraser Wishart Who speaks for the players Was on this show on Saturday mm. Saying he's spoken to the hierarchy at Hamden Looking to discuss ways of improving the system and I think now a debate needs to be had um, for the rest of this season. So when we kick off for next season, those improvements mm. have been made because what the system is in place just now isn't working. I think you all really on the show felt mm. it was a dive. Is that is that right? I'm thinking back to the weekend. Yeah. Um, look, I don't blame anybody for trying to take advantage, especially inside the box, Gordon. Why not? What do you mean? Why not? Well, why not blame somebody if they're diving? They're, they're cheating. Yeah, well, they I did say I did say it was a dive, but what I'm saying is he's not the first, and he won't be the last. And it's a, you know, they'll phrase a typical centre forward. If you feel the touch, you go down and hope the referee sides with you, and that's exactly what the boy done. He got his reward because Edward scores a penalty kick. But if you're asking me, if I'm the opposite uh, player or manager, I'm saying that's a dive, but. If I'm the manager of Celtic, I'm thinking, well, he's my centre forward, he feels a touch, he's went down and he's been rewarded by the penalty kick. And to be, to, to be fair to the officials, I watched the game live on television and when the incident happened, I thought, oh, that's a penalty. So that's the kind of look, I think it was Kevin Clancy was the referee, wasn't it? That's the look he gets at it. It's not until you see it two or three or 20 times more, Gordon, that you can form a view mm-hmm. on it. So I don't think there's any blame attached to the official at the time. Mm-hmm. But is it really one that the compliance officer should have been prosecuting? We are in the midst of this and I'm not sure we'll ever get out. It's all very, very high high intensity stuff. Everyone's getting all worked up about it and this team's getting punished for this and that team's getting off with things and all the rest of it. On a more general level, Roger, diving charges are quite, are quite difficult if there's contact. And that, that's clearly what we've seen here because you guys... And a lot of people who viewed it thought it was a dive But there is also clearly contact And without having been in the room today And been at the tribunal That's obviously where the that's where the problem has been yeah, and th- There's contact And if you're watching it How are you supposed to establish How much contact And, and what what is enough contact I, That's clearly been the bit that's muddied the waters and, here And listen, I've spoken about in the show about this before Gordon, one of my favourite SFA disciplinary stories Gary O'Connor back in his heyday at Hibs Um Got penalised for diving Billy Brown Who was the Hibs assistant manager At the time Said after the game Yeah it was a dive We'll, we'll, we'll look at You know Internal disciplinary yep. procedures They appealed it And he won the appeal Because the SFA disciplinary system Said there had been A bit of contact And A bit like I'll be in a Yeti today He was free to play In the next game So notoriously difficult mm-hmm. To prove that there was simulation and he did dive because when you're going at that pace, it doesn't take yeah. much to knock you off your feet. Because the previous 
it's, it's no surprise that we don't see these very often There's a reason for that It's not that players aren't diving It's that it can be quite difficult to reach a, a conclusion There's only been a couple in the last few years Darren O'Dea I think was the most recent one for Dundee right, yeah. A couple of seasons ago And before that Jordan Jones at Kilmarnock I went to the trouble of looking up some those today Just to look at them back And the Jordan Jones one for instance It is clear as day There is no contact And he does the old legs together Down he goes So you can, you can see that Whereas a Yeti, there is contact. Is it enough? That's for everyone else to decide. And that's obviously why we've reached this decision today. So let's let's go to the phones and uh, see what you lot make of it. 0141-951-1025. Stevie is first up. I mean, as a Celtic fan, Stevie, I'm sure you are happy with the outcome. What do you make of the way it's played out? Well, I'm more concerned. I'm no, I think the Ajeti thing is a nonsense, right, to be honest with you, right? I remember Andrew Dallas being four penalties for Rangers against Hamilton when Ken Davis died in the 23 yard box. But my point is. I think the four penalties were against St Mirren. Uh, last season, I think it was, wasn't it? Four. Dallas gave against Hamilton, was it? No. St Mirren. Rangers. The, the four in one game was, was St Mirren. Was it? Right. Anyway, that's not my point. Right, my okay. point is, my, my takeaway for that game, right, was that tackle with Devante Cole on Sorrow. Kung Fu, Eric Cantona, turn that sucky hole street, you'd be due to assault, and you get a yellow card. I mean, you get a yellow card for celebrating a goal. I mean, how's that not a red card? Kevin Clancy has not covered himself in glory recently. Easter Road, Morelos, should have been a red, was retrospectively. Hibs penalty, no giving. That performance on Saturday, you know, that guy, if I'm not mistaken, that's the same guy that nearly half frimpong into. This guy's going to end up ending somebody's career if he, if he keeps tackling people like that. That's, that's ridiculous. And for that to just be a yeller, I think it's a huge mistake. Yeah, well, that was another one that, that was looked at, Roger, that old word, that favourite word of ours, consistency. People think that we don't have it because we don't get the decisions that, that the public you know, sort of want. But but it, it was one of those, again, we've explained this process till we're blue in the face, but we'll, we'll do it again. The referee at Celtic Park at the weekend and his assistant saw the Devante Cole incident. They saw it all. They saw every bit of it. They were content that they saw it all and therefore it can't go to the three-man panel and we can't get retrospective punishment. Yeah, um, I have to say, and I know you two won't agree with me, I was really surprised... Um, well, I, I don't disagree with that, that. ...that he didn't get done today. And I think part of that surprise... Is because the stand-in compliance officer has been so active in the no, last no, no, couple no, but, of weeks. But again then... If the ref, but remember, the referee and the assistant saw it and they saw it all. So why are you surprised? Because it can't possibly go any further. Then I'm I'm surprised that if the referee and the assistant saw it all, uh-huh. that they are not putting it forward on. You know, they're they're not. It's they're not going to the next step. I, I'm. I'm well, they, they, they would only do that though if they admit that they, they didn't see it all it. and they didn't see the part of it which would constitute a red. Yeah. So obviously there's a mistake on the day. Then don't yeah. get me wrong. Uh, I yeah. think the argument is on the day, Gordon. The decision, yeah. right? If the referee's seen that, the argument's simple: is it a yellow card or is it a red card? Now Roger says, "Well, we're going to disagree because you know we favour Motherwell," but there were three guys in the studio. Uh, well. And spread about the Red O'Clyde, myself, Mark Wilson, Alec Ray, all said it should have been a red card. And, and that's what worries me, Dan. If they don't see it at the time, we spoke about a Yeti at the time it happened, I thought penalty. And then it's when you see it later, you realise there's, there's controversy about it. But, you know, I don't mind if the referee at the weekend was it Nick Walsh. If he doesn't see it properly, then he doesn't see it properly. 
But it's when they're asked to look at it again That actually concerns me more You look at it again And they still don't think it's a red card Maybe maybe I'm sort of splitting hairs there Is it that he doesn't think it was a red card Or is it that he's saying I, I don't think that is the case He's saying that he saw it all That doesn't mean that referees can't make mistakes You know because you, you and, and Fraser Wisher Are the other ones are very clear to point out that we don't want to be re-refereeing games Whereas it sounds like you do want Nick Walsh no, to re-referee no, no, this no, game No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying he should have re-refereed the game and sent the player off I'm saying if we are using this system mm-hmm. If if we are adopting this system and all its pros and all its cons Then when Nick Walsh looks at it again But he says that's, that's what I saw on the day That's yeah, what I saw And he, I, even though that might have been a mistake then That's what I saw and therefore we can't we can't take it any further But where's the consistency then ah, Between what Nick Walsh has seen there mm-hmm. To what David Monroe's seeing In the Kemar Roof well, David Murray Mon- Davidson David Monroe's saying he didn't see it all but, So you're comparing apples and oranges But if, if you look at all of both Still photography and video yeah, David Monroe's look, looking right at it Nick Walsh is look, looking right at it You know, this is what I'm saying I, I, I get that, but David Monroe's saying this, he didn't see I it That's up think, to you yeah. then That's up yeah. to you to say you don't believe him uh, No, 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 I'm not saying I don't believe him I do you think, think it's a cop out then, Roger? I don't think the system's working, Daz, is what I'm saying Yeah, do you think uh, you think the one where Rangers is a cop out for the referee An easy way out? I don't know Because, because I, I, I totally agree with you, right? Because I've watched it um, I think that it's naughty and I look. The first thing I do is always look at the the referee's view, and I think he's got a perfect view of that. I don't know how he can say, "I never seen all of them." You know, I think that's a cop out for me. But right, listen, let, let's but, hold on. Let's just let's bring in Mark in Ayrshire and see what his view is on it. Hi, Mark. Hi, family. Is all right? Not bad, you. Ah, not too bad. Just finished work, so yeah, on, on for a wee chat tonight, Lucy. Uh, to have my, you. What's your take on it? Uh, my point is on the Albionetti's decision today. I feel. Based on the evidence seen so far, that it was the correct decision. Uh, the reason for that is it's based on optics. People have a perception saying that it, it's a dive, but if you go by the rules of the law of the game, contact's contact. It's a penalty. Mm. If I flip that and play devil's advocate, we could go back to the old fun game and say where Beaton gets sent off against uh, the challenge with Morelos. People can say, was it a, a clear-cut opportunity to stop the the goal going in? But a chance at goal, the big card. So you've got to then flip it and say, if fight you, the law. If you, don't, if you don't mind me saying, Mark, I think we've got enough on our plate without mm. re- going over that one again uh, for the millionth time like we did in the in the weeks that followed. But on a Yeti, I'm interested in your, your take. Though you, you sort of cite the rules. Where in the rules does it say that any contact means that, that it's a foul? Well, contact's contact. If a few, a yeah, but, it, but it's a contact sport. There's always going to be contact. Absolutely. If it's inside the box, and there's, there's contact made. But, but there's, there's contact pushing and shoving at uh, corner kicks and free kicks inside the box. Doesn't mean, um, say, you have to uh, go down. Now, we'll never know that wars are, that they were contact, right? But is it enough for the player to go down? Now, I'll go back to it. I think that there's a lot of strikers out there, uh, past and present, that would do the exact same thing. And you know, so as 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 much as I turn around and think, yeah, it's a dive. The boy's got the penalty kick. He's uh, and but, but, yeah, but we're debating if that makes it right. I don't think we are debating whether people do it or not. I think everyone knows that that is the case. Yeah, well, whether it makes it right or not, Gordon. Um, obviously, he's he's got away with it today. Um, 
you know, so he's available to play next game. The result starts, the goal starts. So you've just got to you've got to accept these sort of things and move on from it. Good luck. Uh, exactly, uh, because that's all we seem to be talking about. I'm I'm the same. I just think this re-refereeing a game. I'm sort of a old-fashioned that way. I like to see referees that won't make mistakes. I think that even if you look at Devante Coles one on Saturday uh, against Celtic and you say I seen that and you think that's a yellow then I'm going to disagree I think it's a red so at the end of the day that's what it's all about it's about debating it's about different opinions um, so as Mark said there it's a contact sport and it doesn't mean to say that the minute you're touched you go down but you, but you thought there was enough in it Mark when you watch it back you, you can see the contact I'll grant you that so you thought that was enough in, in the letter of the law, yes, I do, because when you see the close-up to the, the angle facing on tees, and the zoom's in, it was on Twitter over mm. a couple of days ago, you can see his ankle going the other way and he goes down with that, so if that's me running in a box and I'm trying to get away, and my ankle goes, there's no other way I'm going, I'm going down, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask the question of the referee for the penalty. Yeah, Rod- yeah, Roger, I wonder if, whilst on one hand we're sort of saying that just because you've got contact doesn't mean you've got to go down, and it's, it's not a penalty every time you've got contact, in the context of the disciplinary system, retrospective, should they only really be retrospectively punishing the ones where there is no contact and therefore there is no debate and therefore y- you don't have what, what happened today? Yeah, 100%. And Fraser's mentioned it in the last couple of Saturdays and I just wonder if this might be a system that we get back to at the start of next mm. season because this the whole compliance system and he cited a famous one down south many years ago That horrible challenge by Ben Thatcher mm. and Pedro Mendes You know, his referee was missing Pedro Mendes could have been seriously injured by it um, He, Fraser And his role with the union You know, is speaking to the authorities You know, he doesn't want the re-refereeing of games He doesn't want, you know Whatever we think of the decisions A decision was taken by Kevin Clancy He gave a penalty You know, if you look at the Devante call, whatever we think of it, a decision was taken by Nick Walsh. He booked Devante call. Kemar Roof, his appeal's up tomorrow. Whatever we think of it, a decision was taken by David Mm Munro. He he awarded a yellow card. And I think Fraser and the players would like to get back to a situation where when action has been taken by the referees, Mm. that is the end of it. You know, the compliance officer doesn't come in with three or four different charges every week. The compliance officer only comes in with something that has been missed completely by the officials and is of a serious nature so a serious nature exceptional circumstances I think that that was the word Fraser used at the weekend exceptional who decides what's exceptional then well it would have to be something that was sort of missed Mm -hmm. wasn't it by by the officials so again it would be someone at the SFA but we wouldn't have this it's quite embarrassing for the SFA they go and prosecute I'll be in a Yeti one day and then the next week they have to say, actually, we shouldn't have prosecuted him because there's, there's no proof there. Is that not just the way an appeal system would work? Though I, I think of English Premier League, the Southampton player who got sent off having had the decision looked at by VAR and then wins his appeal the next day. Is that is that not just what an appeals process is rather than it being oh, hugely always, embarrassing? There will always be an appeals process. Of course there will. An appeal against a red card that is handed out by the referee in a game you know, for argument, trying to think, it was anyone sent off at the weekend? But, but again, but again, that one, that one was was looked at again because VAR is not it's not instantaneous. That was looked <clears> at multiple times, a red card given, and then one on appeal the next day. Well, as I say, there will always be an appeals process. I, I, it's funny because I actually quite like VAR. I've always said if there's any technology there that helps the right decisions be made, then we should embrace it. 
However, it's strange in the last week there's been a couple of high profile ones down south that the referees have sort of made a decision, if you like, um, looking at it with their eyes, and then they've been invited mm-hmm. to have another look by VAR and have been persuaded to change their original decision. All right, thank you, Marco. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Craig is on the line. He thinks the verdict today is a farce. We'll hear from him next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here. Keep the calls coming. 0141-951-1025. Let's go straight back in. Albina Yeti will be clear to play for Celtic tomorrow after his appeal against the simulation charge was found to be not proven. Let's see what Craig in Cumbernauld makes of it. Hi, Craig. Hi, Gordon. Gordon and Roger, hope you're doing well. Thank you. Um, listen, it's it's a farce, quite frankly. The, the whole process, I think, from start to finish for this Albina Yeti situation has been a farce. Um, I mean, look, listen, I'm a Rangers fan. I won't make any bones about that. But first of all, I do think he dived. However, what I cannot understand is how the compliance officer, or the standing compliance officer, whoever that is, has looked at it has decided it's a dive and has then cited Albina Yeti and then three referees have said actually we can't decide whether that is a dive or not and just, I, just to clear that up you've got that slightly in the wrong order so the only way that it got to the the hearing today is that three referees actually they're the ones who said previously they, they thought it was a dive they unanimously agreed previously yes Roger Hanna yeah, the the one thing I was going to say was though, but before it gets to the three referees, before before mm-hmm. Kevin Clancy's asked to look at it again, there's this sort of mystery trigger point. Yeah, someone has to flag it up. It's either on TV or a club complains or someone sends it in. Yeah. And it can be picked up yeah, in a number of ways. If you go if you go back to the game though, after the game. We weren't inundated with people saying that I'll be in a Yeti's dive, you know. Ah, to be fair, I mean that was replayed on the television quite a few times. I feel like that was a that was a talking point. We did discuss it the next day because I, I asked Gary Holt and Andy Halliday about it. You know, the point Craig's making using the word farce. I used the word embarrassment. It, it, it is mm. slightly farcical in so much as when this is triggered, there's three referees and they all have to agree and they all say mm. yes and then the referee says yes and then it goes to this hearing and they say no. Yeah, sorry, Craig, I stopped you in your tracks, but just so that we're we're all on the on the right. Um, frame of mind here So the, the referees Were at the earlier part Of the process It got to the tribunal today Because the referees Said that it should And actually today It's an independent tribunal Not involving any referees And they're the ones Who found it not proven Which I think Highlights exactly The, the problem with, with refereeing in, in this country Because All the referees In this country Make their own decisions They don't actually Have any consistency Among them That's why one week Nick Walsh will give a red card for something and the next week John Beaton won't for the exact same thing But you call that inconsistency they might call that personal interpretation Yeah but in these kind of situations I mean we've come to expect this and I think you know, I found to be honest when Neil Lennon made his comments after it had been announced that they were, they were actually issuing the complaint he was slightly contradictory when he said well you know there's been plenty of things happened that we've not made a big deal of well, two or three weeks ago, he claimed there was an agenda against Celtic, so I don't know where he pulls that nonsense from. And the problem is you've got people, um, <clears throat> I'm not even sure I'm allowed to say his name, but you've got other people as well, like, you know, um, who are saying that Rangers are trying to intimidate referees and Rangers are the ones trying to... Nobody's trying to intimidate referees. All anybody wants, and I think across the board, is some form of consistency. And I know that's not 
entirely possible, but you can do things to help referees. We don't need VAR as such, but why can't we have a television monitor at the side of the screen that a referee can go and look at to help him out a bit? You know, these are simple fixes, and it wouldn't cost a lot of money, I don't think, to put a television monitor in, in stadiums. I mean, there's already monitors there, so it's, it's things like that that are incredibly frustrating, and then a lot of people, you know, will talk about Alfredo Morelos, you know, and that bemuses me, because of course he's got away with some things, but how many red cards did he get last season? How many did he get the season before? You know, he's in double digits over the last two seasons in terms of red cards. So how people can say he doesn't get punished is beyond me. But the reason people say it is because decisions aren't made consistently enough. To be fair, I think in, in recent times, certainly when people mention that, they're talking about on the pitch because he's been done twice retrospectively and, and therefore obviously the decision went in his favour on the pitch. Anyway, if I, to, if I was to keep bringing Morelos into things, you lot would... Would go mental and say what, What's your problem with Morelos Why do you keep bringing him up So let's Let's try and focus a little bit And I wonder on the Your point Craig then about Can we do things to help our referees Because we need consistency So let's Let's look at what happened here The referee on the day Thought it was A penalty Three referees then looked at it afterwards And thought it was a dive And an independent panel today Have looked at it And Not proven Couldn't prove that it was a dive so what makes you think a monitor at the pitch side is going to create this consistency? Well, because because well, like like I said there, you know, what, what if it's if it's Kevin Clancy one week um and it, or it's one of these ex referees who who sat in the panel, they had a different view. So wh- how would that create this consistency that you want? It wouldn't necessarily 100% create it, but it would help. I mean, the thing about this, as far as I'm aware, a dive anyway, if you are caught simulating the referee catches you diving, that's a yellow card offence. So why would you even have a, a retrospective ban for what is a booking on the park unless you had a, sec- a first booking anyway? Because you know, it's about the advantage that you gain within a match. I mean, you, it, it's based on the fact that had... So say he was found guilty, that obviously has a massive outcome in the game because Celtic won a penalty. Maybe Colin Doyle could have been sent off. Celtic score the penalty and it seemed to really... Influence the outcome of the match Roger That's why there is a difference Between what happens If you get caught for it And what happens If you get away with it yeah, Essentially but, but this is strange We're talking about Helping referees It doesn't look as if The referees need much help Because If you look at Kevin Clancy's Performance at Rugby Park He didn't send off Scott Brown Then it was looked at That was proved He got that right He awarded the penalty Didn't do anything To Albion Ayeti mm. So in an appeal today he's, he's been proved correct He's been proved he's, You know Albion Ayeti Didn't die If it was a penalty So Kevin Clancy's got that right There have Nick, been loads That go against that No, this no season, Listen though. Devante Cole today Nick Walsh has had a look at that And he said he got it right So he's he's got it right Everyone's happy with, with, with that no, decision No they're not though Remember you keep saying that He is just content That he saw it all at the time That doesn't mean That doesn't mean it wasn't a mistake It doesn't mean it wasn't a mistake mm. There is a subtle difference there And there is If, if Kemar Roof wins his appeal tomorrow Then right. David Munro Will have been shown to be right as well, well but so. the other ones then That's very selective Because twice We've had high profile incidents The man that Craig Brings up on the show We've had them already This season Where referees have clearly Got them wrong No listen I'm being slightly flippant here um, There does need to be Changes to this system Because Just simply the debates We're having here um, Show the system's not working You've made the point A couple of times In the show recently Gordon The system Isn't going to work As long as Opinion you know, it's, it's at the basis of it, if you like. But we survived for a hundred and odd years in football where the only opinion that mattered was that of the referee. And it might need to get back to that stage because the system we've got at the minute 
Doesn't look as if it's working Thank you very much to Craig Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon He was on press conference duty today He said a few choice words After the recent defeat to St Mirren Has given him the right response Ahead of a, a rematch tomorrow He described last month's 2-1 loss As the lowest point of his two spells As the, the boss, you might remember that But after back-to-back wins He says they're in a good place The energy and the body language of the players um, I think you know the previous two performances Have been very good you know, it's difficult to put my finger on the performance against St Mirren. Just didn't seem to have that zip about us at all. And we certainly lack concentration at times as well. So, obviously, the game's come around again quickly. So, we're looking for, obviously, you know, a far better performance what I got at Salt Lake Park. And, you know, build on the two, you know, previously good performances of late. A few choice words, that was all. Um, I told them... You know that I was bitterly disappointed. I haven't had to do that many times in my second spell, and um, you know I've got a good reaction from him so far. Neil Lennon has a couple of injury concerns ahead of tomorrow's game, but he is delighted to see some players on their way back. Sorrow had a prang in his car this morning uh, due to the adverse weather conditions, so we're just checking on him, making sure he's already missed a large part of the session. Um, Apart from that, Jamesy Forrest is back in training, but obviously tomorrow night's too soon for him. So that's a welcome boost back to the squad as well. Um, Shane Duffy had a bit of a bug in the last couple of days, but he trained today, so he should be available for selection. Ryan's back in the squad as well, yeah. Let's bring in Joe, who's a Celtic fan from Hartlepool. Hi, Joe. How are you doing, panel? Not bad at all, you will. I'm going down fine. Um, for a start, I'd just like to let Daz know um, he's in wee fan club down here in Hartlepool, better known as the Monkey Hangers, obviously. Um, there's a few Scottish boys that stayed in the local area, um, and some of them are English, but they talk very highly of Dazza. So, do that he's head well, thank, you, thank you very much, Joe. I, I don't, I don't my, know what they're, what they're putting in the water in Hartlepool. My kind regards, oh, I'm, I'm quite well known in Hartlepool. I'll look into it. Um. That's quite known, well known. Obviously, no as no much as uh, the great Neil Cooper, but anyway. Um, I'll go to my point. I just wonder how much the panel think that the big man that made the big difference to Celtic, we have not been there, is James Forrest. Um, I'm, a right, I'm a right big fan of James Forrest. I think the 11 years, I think it is now, since he's made his debut at Celtic. I think, you know, I look at the statistics of this guy when he's playing, and I think Austin Edward is not a player, but this guy, I think if you watch the games, he said 16, he scored 16 goals in season 1920. And 22 assists to Austin Eftbard scored 22 of the goals after James Forrest. I'd just like the panel's views and what they think um, if Forrest had not been there. I don't, I don't think you realise how good James Forrest is as a footballer until he's out of the team, Gordon. And he's been out of the team for a long time with an injury, unfortunately for a boy, but great to hear Neil Lennon saying he's on his way back. Do you think you can reach that conclusion because of how many other things are wrong with Celtic at the moment? You know, what, what makes you think that that well, well, in particular is... S- s- simple for me. Look, J- James Forrest wouldn't have solved everything that was happening with Celtic. Not at all. But James Forrest, in a Celtic team, Celtic are a better football side, more dangerous. He gives them so much. He can create goals. He can score goals. James Forrest is a very, very talented footballer, very, very good player. He comes in for a bit of criticism off the Celtic supporters. He really does. And I think it's because he sets such high standards. Mm. And if he doesn't reach his standards all the time, then he come, he's a sort of whipping boy. 
But when he's not in the team, and I'll tell you something, I, I think Joe will ha- uh, it's a, uh, goes on to a good point. See, like if you're a centre forward and you know you've got players of the quality of James Forrest, you're looking, you you like playing with these guys. They'll create, they, they'll find you when you make these quick runs. They'll create chances for you. So I think he has been a massive miss. It's a topical question from Joe Roger because Neil Lennon just confirming there that he's on his way back to training. Yeah, yeah. and listen, Daz is right. It, it, you know, James Forrest's injury has not caused Celtic a twenty-one point gap to Rangers, but football teams thrive when they've got their best players in them. And James Forrest is one of Celtic's best players He's just won nine consecutive league titles He's scored in cup finals He's scored big goals in the league He's scored a hat-trick for Scotland He regularly contributes goals and assists to that team And some, you know, sometimes I feel sorry for James Because he doesn't get the plaudits I think it's because he's low profile You know, he's not... Um, he's not mouthy He's not, you know, an expensive, foreign, glamorous signing He's just a wee fella for Ayrshire Who comes up Plays football and goes home. And he's very successful playing football, but he doesn't shout about it. And that's why I think he hasn't had the headlines. But I do agree, Celtic have missed him greatly this season. A rare footballer with no social media presence in this day and age, 2021. You don't often see it. Um, Joe, um, I, I must admit, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but did you say that he assisted 22 of Edward's goals last season? That can't be right. That must be. Can't be as many well, as that, well, surely. You can go and check it back up. Honestly, I watch him a lot. Um, I totally agree with Gordon saying. I think, well, Gordon will know better than any. He used to play that position. And I played um, centre-forward myself. I think if you've got somebody in the wing, you know what I mean? Giving you ammunition, mm. it, it makes a hell of a difference to that centre-forward. And there's nobody else at this present moment in the Celtic team that can mm. do that job at James Forrest Day. I totally agree with the panel when they say that's one of the problems at Celtic Park. But again, I'll go back to another thing. He does a lot of good defence, defensive work today. Which goes on notice, and a lot of my fellow Celtic supporters give them a lot, a lot of criticism. And again, I think the panel are right in saying because his standards are that high. And when he's out the team now for this, he's been out since September. You mm-hmm. can see the difference in that Celtic team. Maybe I'm just getting old and cynical, but somebody can somebody can prove me wrong. Twenty two assists from Forrest to Edward sounds astronomically high. But anyway, um, what about? Is there a bigger picture here with width in Celtic? Um, I know that eras change and systems change and players come and go, but it wasn't so long ago that Celtic had a flying James Forrest, a flying Scott Sinclair, a player of the year in Scott Sinclair, and when Forrest dipped, they had a Patrick Roberts You know, for that initial spell. When Who's really come in and nailed down a... a, a a place as a, a traditional wide player for Celtic since then because well, no, the, even f- Elianusi who plays isn't like that and, no, and he doesn't play that often Gordon the reason I've missed him so much and you're talking about and you're right about the, the width and, and obviously the wingers nowadays and if you look at Rangers the way they play they, they play their two wide men in the park let their full backs go Celtic had to go a diamond to probably find the best shape for them because they didn't have that option you know, Mikey Johnston could be another one, but he's he was out injured as well, and he's obviously coming back now, playing a a small part or coming off the bench. But Forrest gave them that width on either side. They could go and play in the left. They could play in the right. He could play through the middle when the lights say the Celtic were struggling for a centre forward a few months ago. So I think Forrest was a massive miss mm. to Celtic. Joe, thank you very much. Tell the Gordon DL fan club all. One member of them that, that were asking for them 
1025 If like Joe You've got this mad idea That you don't want to talk about Disciplinary issues Or retrospective punishment And you want to just Talk about something else That's fine But if you're really Getting heated up About Albion Ayeti Or anything else We can do that as well You choose 01419511025 Great time to call We could be speaking to you next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here So get your calls in Or you can tweet us at ClydeSSB um, The last caller was full of praise for, for James Forrest Happy to see that he's coming back towards fitness Think Celtic have missed him But there's always two sides Paul says Wait a minute Daz Forrest has been at Celtic 10 seasons He's had one and a half decent seasons Only picked up his game when Patrick Roberts was pushing him Overrated no, as, I, I, dis- I, I disagree with that Because you look at You look at the managers that he's played under The managers that pick him uh, no better than Brendan Rodgers What a job he's doing at Leicester City And every time a big game come up In fact nearly every week When James Forrest was picked He was good enough for Brendan Rodgers Good enough for me Okay 01419511025 uh, You can tweet us like Paul did At Clyde SSB Let's bring in Michael though Who's on the phone And he's a Rangers fan from Kirk and Tillock What's on your mind tonight Michael? Hi panel I was just wondering Given Alan McGregor's mm-hmm. Age, he's almost 40 How much time Jenkins get left in his career And what Jenkins get a contract extension With Rangers oh, Good question On you go Whatever one of you yeah, wants To take uh, it first Well he certainly um, He doesn't show any signs Of slackening does he um, He's still got that hunger And desire for the clean sheets As he showed in, in Sunday's game against Hamilton He's still a fantastic goalkeeper He still can make Great saves Um I, I would be very surprised if Rangers aren't sitting, you know, tying him down again. Uh, because I still think he's got a, a right few years left in him, Gordon. Experience is everything. And as long as you're keeping yourself fit, and he obviously works hard as a goalkeeper with his, uh, the coaching staff there as well. And, you know, you look at him, he just gets better with age. So why not? We've seen what happened to Celtic when they let the talents of Craig Gordon go. And they were all over the place and they have been. Uh, since he he left trying to get a replacement that's not been good enough so you've got a terrific goalkeeper in the doors keep him there uh, Roger I mean obviously if if you're talking about current form there's no I don't think there's any suggestion that it, it should come to an end anytime soon but people clearly look at the age and that's where that's where the question arises yeah but you know, you know yourself goalkeepers are different goalkeepers can go on and, and, and play into their 40s I think Alan McGregor will be at Rangers as long as Alan McGregor wants to be at Rangers, I think a contract extension, a new deal, is simply just a formality. They'll, they'll get round to doing it. Mm. Um, he is not showing any signs of a dip in form. Quite the opposite. He's certainly not showing any signs of a dip in motivation mm. uh, if you look at him at the end of the game at Hamilton on Sunday. So I think, I think the signing of John McLaughlin's been a good thing mm-hmm. because it, it gives him someone in training to... You know, to work with, to work off, it, it keeps driving his standards. Not that there's ever been a dip in his standards, but you know what I mean. And then, you know, there, there's then young McCrory coming behind the two of them as well. So there's going to be plenty of competition, and you can see how motivated he still is. I, I think Alan McGregor will be at Rangers mm. next season and possibly even beyond. God, is that something you'd like to see as a, a priority for for Rangers at the moment, Michael? Yeah, I would like to see him because I, I personally think he's the best. Keeper in Scotland And they could probably Still even play For the international team So I would like to see him Sign at least One more season And then If he's fought at the end Of the next season He decides enough Then fair enough He's been around a long yeah. time So 
Yeah, right, I mean, Roger, you made that point there. Um, Alan McGregor will be there as, as long as he wants to. And I'm, I'm not coming from any position of knowledge on this, by the way. I'm just, just asking the question. What's to say if Rangers win the league this season, they might not just say, okay, well, I'll, I'll go out on a high. It doesn't. You, you were saying that you know there's there's no signs of a, a dip in motivation, but does it always have to be that a player thinks, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm scunnered. Might it just be that a guy goes, what an innings I've had, what 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 an historic achievement. We've won the title after so many trophyless years. The fans are, are loving it. I'm on a high, and I'm approaching forty. So there we go. See you later. Is that a possibility? Um, I think it's a possibility. I think it's a slim possibility though because. I would think you know. You remember the last time when Angels won the league, David Weir was captain at forty-one, um, and I think if a centre half can do it at mm-hmm. forty and forty-one, then absolutely no reason why a goalkeeper can't no, but no, go in. But that's that's my point. I'm not saying he can't go on. Of course he can. Look at the formies and look at the game of the weekend. Yeah, Clearly I, I, could go I, on. I, I, I think he would fancy a go at the Champions League and fancy a go at yeah. defending the league title and fancy a go at you know maybe winning some cups mm. again next season. Just you, you watch the pictures and the words. From Alan McGregor after the game at Hamilton, after the loss of that injury time goal at the weekend, he looks a driven individual, I as think driven that, as he's ever been. I, I think he'll continue. I think the point is, um, Roger, if you if you ask any professional footballer, play until you can't play anymore, because it is a short career. And McGregor at thirty nine is probably looking about thinking, where did the years go? I think McGregor will play until. The body tells you, eventually mm. the body tells you, it happened to me about 24, 25, <laughs> it tells you that uh, enough's enough and you've got to look elsewhere and get a different career. Or he may stay on as a go into the goalkeeping coaching because he's got such great experience, but play as long as you possibly can. And that's and what I mean, talk about different careers. You tried car sales, you, you built a bit of the Mitchell Library, you, well, cut, yeah. you cut grass for the local council, yeah, you were telling us, you've been telling and, us all in the last few weeks. Yeah, and brag about this, playing football and cup finals and all that, carry on. I went out there and into the big the, world. The real world, a, a man of the yeah. people. Yeah. I, I, I put the, the working yeah. boots on, Gordon. I walked in these shoes. Mm. Uh, Michael, is that the way you see it? You know, look, look at the post-match interview, for instance, at the weekend. He was raging that Rangers dropped points. Do you think that, that fire then is is still there for him personally yeah yeah I don't, there's no, no denying that no matter who you're playing you always see him he's not afraid to speak his mind and obviously as you said with an interview he doesn't really talk to the media much and when he does he just he doesn't beat around the bush does he and he just says it as it is and listen if Tom Brady can win a Super Bowl at 43 oh, think, what Alan, think what Alan McGregor to get the yeah. NFL mentioning Go on then, I'll give you a moment I know you're a big fan <laughs> no listen I'm saying you know if you keep yourself Mentally, physically attuned There's no reason nowadays why you can't go on And you know, McGregor is only 39 I, I genuinely don't see any impediment to him you know, stopping anytime soon One man Super Bowl party in the Hannah household, was it? Uh, no, two men oh, Of course, your boy's big, big fan as well So, big event in your calendar it did, was, it, did it live up to the Is that your team, Roger? It, it was good, no, unfortunately no, not no, no, it's not my team, no no, but well, it, it, it was I don't a, know who I don't even know remar- who was playing. But listen, it was a remarkable story um, that you know someone of that age could win it with another franchise, and some some of the players they put around them as well, oldest winning quarterback, oldest winning coach, etc., etc. So Alan McGregor's a young man. Yeah, Roger, okay. Jeez, <laughs> where's beat the pundit? How did they? How did rugby go, Dad? Oh, great game! Calcutta Cup back in Scotland in safe hands. We were brilliant, Roger. Absolutely brilliant. Exciting. Really enjoyed it. You see any of it? No. Didn't think so. <laughs>
Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, let me assure you, these two are much older than 39, so let's see what they've got left in them on Beat the Pundit. Your chance to win a signed ball and, of course, get one over on them in the process. But you need to call right now, 0141 951 1025. The lines close at 7 o'clock and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines, 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here 01419511025 That's the number you need If you'd rather tweet your kindest regards You can do that as well Over there at Clyde SSB We kicked off on the breaking news this afternoon Albina Yeti You maybe heard it in the news there as well He will be free to play for Celtic tomorrow A not proven verdict at his hearing So the charge of simulation Diving, call it what you want Not upheld And he is free to play We then heard from Neil Lennon Talking about Choice words the last time Celtic played St Mirren And getting a response ahead of the rematch A few calls on Alan McGregor as well And his future So uh, keep your calls coming in What about the lower leagues You fans out there Leagues 1 and 2 And everything else below Suspended again uh, No return Until at the earliest point The start of next month How are you feeling about all that? Are there any serious worries Concerns out there That those seasons do not get finished? Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time Let's see what these two have got up their sleeves tonight One of them is going to take on David from Erskine How's it going David? Very well, thanks Colton, how are you? Not bad at all There is serious, serious suggestions David That DL went to Dubai for warm weather training Because it I know he comes across as quite daft But he used to be alright at Beat the Pundit And he's having an absolute Mayor this year So go easy on him If you get him Will you I'll, I'll do I'll do yeah, oh, thank, thank you Very so kind no, but see, I don't know what's got, what's got into you I don't know It's year. just uh, Listen A lot of people Are struggling just now So My beat the pundit's not the greatest And I'm not going to deny it well, I've you've played made, a lot. Now you've made me feel bad You've turned into something More serious no, than, than I thought it was no, Roger no, Hanna He's play, blaming the lockdown I've played a lot um, So I think I've, I've I've turned it around nah, slightly. You're struggling, honestly. Why? I don't know. I, just... I, I think I played about seven and one four, so that's not bad, right. is it? Okay, well we'll toss the coin anyway and see uh, where it lands. I'm getting there. There are beat the pun the conspiracy theorists out there. Do you know such a thing exists? Because I don't know what I'm doing differently, but it's tails all the time at the moment. I even went best of three last night and landed three tails in a row. I, I'm so I'm sorry in advance, Gordon, because you're clearly yeah. going to be playing. Right, let's see. Oh, it's Ed's this time. Hey. Roger Hanna. Uh, he starts on minus one. Good luck, David. Yeah. Of course. All right, David. Thank you. Right. Yeah, good. Uh, producer Chris is going to have to go and make Roger Hanna's yeah. mic um, disappear, I think, because he's not. Uh, we're all spread out across Come the on, place. Come on, David. I'm, I'm really rooting for you. Oh, sorry. I turned your mic off as well. Uh, right. Okay. Roger Hanna, we've silenced him, which is great. Always wanted to do that. 30 seconds on the clock. You are head to head with Roger and you can pass. Are you ready, David? Yes, go for it Right, let's go 30 seconds starts now Name either Northern Irish player In the current Hearts squad Um, Pass Who's the Cove Rangers manager? Paul Hartley Which club did Stevie May play for Before rejoining St Johnson? Aberdeen Which club did Gary Caldwell Win the FA Cup with? Wigan Which Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Is tied for clean sheets With Alan McGregor this season? Robert Name either scorer for Dundee United at the weekend. Um, oh, pass. Oh, just guess a player quick. Oh, 
Gaff Shankland. Okay. I don't know if I can give you that one, but we'll find out, right? Are we getting Roger Hanna back? Yes, producer Chris is going to sort him out. Let's see what we can make contact with him. Roger, can you hear us? Yeah, I've got right. you back now, Gordon. Okay, you start on minus one. Your 30 seconds starts now. Name either Northern Irish player in the current Hearts squad. Uh, boys Who's Cove Rangers manager? Paul Hartley Which club did Stevie May play for Before rejoining St Johnson? Aberdeen Which club did Gary Caldwell Win the FA Cup with? Wigan Which Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Is tied for clean sheets With Alan McGregor this season? Um, Lewis Name either scorer For Dundee United at the weekend uh, Shanklin Which SPFL club stadium Is the furthest south in Scotland? Queen of the South Okay, okay David, how do you think that went? Ah, uh, not too well Struggled in a couple Disappointed Well, he starts on minus one though Let's find out Name either Northern Irish player In the Hearts squad You had the choice of Liam Boyce or Michael Smith So Roger goes Level if you like Because he got it and, and David didn't So nil-nil to start us off Who is the Cove Rangers manager? Paul Hartley You both got it Which club did Stevie May play for Before rejoining St Johnson? Aberdeen Both got it Still level Who did Gary Caldwell win the FA Cup with? Wigan Both got it Still level Um... Which Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Is tied for clean sheets With Alan McGregor this season It is Joe Lewis Now remember John McLaughlin played a few times For, for Rangers mm-hmm. So that'll perhaps explain it So Roger goes one in front Name either scorer For Dundee United at the weekend Both said Lauren Shankland I'll be honest I had to kind of Nudge David in that direction If I'm being completely honest Roger Hanna um, And which SPFL club stadium Is the furthest south It's actually Stranraer Oh yeah, There we go I hope Um 270 miles south of Elgin's Which is the furthest north There we go They're boring start for you If you're struggling to get to sleep tonight Do you know what David That wasn't bad at all You got four on the board Roger got six You take off his one And it was still too much for you He's pipped you hard lines David Aye Well done Roger Cheers David Thank you Good man That was a good effort Good game Look at this Roger Right this guy in here He's written down his answers And he's holding up his bit of paper As if to say Look how well I did No no You weren't playing I got four Oh did you see I would have went tiebreaker way no, David Ooh, the, the, most worrying, the most worrying thing is I'm looking through glass at him And when I said Queen of the South Which was a wrong answer He put his thumb up <laughs> I got it right <laughs> I didn't get that one Can I uh, Just another Do you want to know what's A lot about him annoys me Right, I'll be honest But I have never witnessed anything Like what I witnessed in the office earlier on Now you'll know that last week on the <laughs> On the programme Last Saturday we were speaking about Panini stickers Because it's brilliant We've now got a Scotland one Because we're back in a major tournament And uh, we got our hands in some over the weekend So the guys all got their albums and their stickers If you were listening on Saturday uh, We were opening them up And uh, trying to, to, to fill the albums and whatnot So he comes in tonight and he says Right, where's my stickers? I'm going to do it again now Correct me if I'm wrong, Roger. Any normal human would complete a sticker book in the following fashion. They would open the packet of stickers, they would take the first sticker out, they would turn it over, see the number, and for instance, if that number was 49, they would flick through the pages, find number 49, stick it on. Go mm. to the next sticker, number 23, flick through the pages, find number 23, stick it on. Yes? You that wouldn't, is, you wouldn't that argue is with that? Traditional method. His method, which he was adamant was the most successful, was just to leave page one open, right? So he left page one in front of him, and then he went through all of his stickers until he found something that was on page one. And this clearly was taking forever, and he just couldn't get it in his head that that wasn't the most productive way of doing it. And he's still looking at me as if I'm the one that's talking rubbish. 
I, I think that's a better way of doing it. But what if you never? Because I want to. Complete, hold on, hold on. You, but what you, if, look, you've but got what to, if you never? What if you never fill page one? You'll then just never put that, it. We've got that many stickers no, we in the We don't have enough to fill the book. Well, what I do is I get to the stage where I can't do any more page one. <sighs> Nonsense. I, it's like reading a book. You go on to page no, two. No, it's, it's nothing like have reading you go, a book. What do you know about reading a book? Have you go? I don't read many books. <laughs> if you go and see the table just now, I've got everything. So. Who's on tomorrow night? <sighs> ha- uh, Halliday and Guidi, I think, Right, yeah. they can just walk in here and start nah, filling in the book. <laughs> Absolute nonsense, no way. Roger was very impressed. I mean, think of the books that you like to read. Sometimes you just go straight to the middle section because it's got the biggest picture that you yeah. know, and, and then you open it up and you have a look at it. So I don't, I don't yeah. get your point. Yeah, I like a good book. Uh, and honestly, Craig says, I'm wondering who Roger's team is in the NFL. Uh, I, I also, did he think that the problem for the Chiefs was uh, Mahomes' mobility, their defensive line, or the Bucks D was just that good there's no chance we're going who there but you, you, can, you, can, you can tell Craig who your team is Miami Dolphins right okay oh, there we the go Dolphins. Ace Ventura I've seen that movie I know all about them right great 01419511025 uh, uh, Roger breaking news today disappointing news certainly um, understandable for, for some people maybe not for others I won't get in the middle of that right now but um, the the lower leagues they've been suspended even even further, they will remain suspended for at least the rest of February. So that's leagues one and two, and everything else really. You know that that, that we think of it, senior football. Um, there's been no football below the championships since early January, as we deal with this pandemic. The season Scottish Cup was also suspended, um, despite talks with the Scottish government. The Scottish FA has said it's still unable to commit to a restart. What do you make of that? Um, yeah, I think. At the start of lockdown one There was a great fear For the financial viability Of some of these clubs Gordon And I think to a certain extent That has been eased By James Anderson's money And by the grants That are available To teams below the premiership From government So uh, now I think we can be less concerned About the financial viability Going forward But in terms of getting The season finished It's becoming Extremely difficult Even if we were to start Football again In the 1st of March Which we're not That's when they're going To review the situation So it'll be a date After the 1st of March um, The Lord League season Was supposed to finish On the 1st of May The playoffs were big to begin I think on the 4th Or the 6th of May A date like that um, I look at the Lord League tables When I heard this news today The likes of Clyde They've played 8 games This season Gordon So they would have 19 league games Still to play they're still in the Scottish Cup We've got a game I think is against Fraserburgh Fair chance of getting through that If it was ever played Clyde would need to play 21, 22, 23 games Before the end of the season How on earth Is that going to be possible? If you extend the season As they did in England last season Into say The month of June That then causes problems With players' contracts, contracts yeah. um, I'm becoming increasingly Concerned About how The teams beneath the Championship Will be ever be able to finish this season? I think it's the right decision, gone, but I really do. My heart goes out to the the players because that's their passion. Some of them will probably be full time still. You know, one or two clubs still full time, but that's their passion. That's what they look forward to. That's their release. That's their love to go out there on mm-hmm. a Saturday. And, and Roger said there, see if you could, see if you could say Clyde players or, or any forfar or some rab, whatever it may be. Look, you'll play three four games a week. They'd be delighted mm. with it They'd be over the moon But unfortunately The situation we're in I agree with Roger I don't see us Starting the leagues Until the beginning of next season We find ourselves back Roger Sort of where we were March, April Into the summer Where I would always start By holding my hands up And admitting That we're, we're straying Into territory That's not our area Of expertise Yes I know Do we actually have any Area of expertise I hear you Um 
So the, the, there will be a lot behind this decision And I get it, clinical advice and all the rest of it Some people would say, well you know, is there any is there any proof that, that playing these games against each other is is causing a, a risk of of transmission? Is it spreading the disease? But then there's the other point, which is maybe just the optics of it. The full country is is still in lockdown at the moment, and even if we do get out of that, I'm imagining for some parts of of the country we go back to that sort of stage four yeah. setup. And and is it is it about trying to to get maybe the, the optics right as well as is taken into the account the, the clinical advice? If if you want to look at it. From Partick Thistle, Airdrie, Falkirk's point of view I think they, those clubs in League 1 and League 2 Put what they believe to be quite a robust package sure. To the SFA and the, and the Joint Response Group About how they would manage things If they were allowed to restart again um, They would test weekly They believe they've got the money there We discussed that a moment ago Where the money's come from But they, they believe they would have a testing regime in place Similar to the one in the Championship You know, the, the argument that Partick and Falkirk And Airdrie and the like Jim Duffy's Dumbarton Will give mm-hmm. you is you know, they can put the same structure in place as Alloa or Arbroath or Queen of the South or Wraith Rovers. So therefore, why can't they be allowed yeah. to go and play football? Yeah, that they, makes sense. Yeah. They feel harshly dealt with. Um, in comparison to some of the smaller in, championship clubs. In comparison to any of the championship clubs, mm-hmm. really, Gordon. Um, they've said if the Scottish Cup got up and running and they were playing against a, cha- a premiership club, they would test twice weekly mm-hmm. and try and take it forward like that. So you can understand why they feel yeah. aggrieved. But but going forward, I think even they would have to admit tonight there must be real doubts as to whether this season can finish for them. And if it doesn't finish, you know, you thought last season was a controversy calling the league with Wraith Rovers as League One champions after whatever it was, 30 games or 29 games. Mm-hmm. How, how on earth do you, do you deal with any promotion, relegation, championship issues when some of the teams have played eight games Yeah, I mean, there is a a sort of joint statement, if you like, League 1 and 2 are bitterly disappointed at the decision to continue the suspension of football out with the top two leagues as the window for restarting has reduced, we will now be pressing the Scottish FA and the SPFL to find ways of allowing our seasons to play to a conclusion when that suspension is eventually lifted. Uh, One thing that's Undeniable Gordon Because people can say They think it's it's right or wrong And everyone has sympathy For, for those involved For those players and managers And how important football oh. Is to them uh, That is That's that's Obvious That we, we would Give them our, our Regards Yeah I said, I said that Gordon That's their passion That's their love And some of them That's their That's their income That's their, their Livelihoods um, You You as a footballer uh, Every week You look forward to that Saturday or the Friday night game or a Sunday, whatever it may be, just that match day, just the, the excitement of getting up, preparing for it, getting out there, playing in, the, the joy of winning, disappointment of losing or whatever it may be. I really do feel sorry for them. I really do because, like you know, Roger said there, they're trying everything they possibly can, these clubs, to try and resume, but need to wait till a decision's done March the 1st. I'm with Roger. I don't. I think there's too many games. If that decision doesn't go for them in March the first, then I think you've just got to look at next season. Be interested to hear Daz. We won't hear him till Saturday in the show. Hope Fraser Wishart, you know, from the Players Union, what his take would be on extending a season for League One and League Two into June, maybe even into the month of July, to get these games played because you know there obviously are contractual issues for players going forward. Would the players and the union be willing? To sign short term deals You know that might take you from When the season was projected to finish in early May 
to win the season might finish maybe even as late as mid-July finish at mid-July get promotion and relegation done and then very quickly start a new season come the start see of the August see the way things have been Roger I think a massive majority of players would, would go for that I know that some players look at their contracts and maybe looking to go to a, a bigger club or move on for another club you'll get obviously a percentage that way but I think the majority of these guys just the passion for a game the love for a sport would be over and moon to have that option alright 0141-951-1025 if you're a fan of the lower leagues and you've got some any concerns or you're still remaining optimistic feel free to get them in for instance Paul who's a Clyde fan he says I'd love to be able to come on and talk football but we've not played since the 26th of December and without the prospect of playing anytime soon it's difficult um, I even wish I could moan about a dodgy refereeing decision he says, uh, yeah, no shortage of them. Kenny is on the line from East Lothian tonight. What's your point, Kenny? Yeah, good evening, panel. Hi. I think we're all watching lots of football during this COVID period. Yes. I've never watched as much football in my life. Now, having been watching football for probably over 40 years now, what I'm seeing with professional players is that when players put themselves in a position where they feel as though they can lose the ball or a bad pass, they throw themselves to the floor. Now, the referees are buying us week in, week out. And having now watched, I don't know how many games in the last six months, it puts, it's putting me off the game. I'm getting fed up listening to the, the referees' whistle every 20, mm. 30 seconds. What's your thoughts on that? And I think that's a bearing on, you know, the Celtic player, uh, whether he dived or he didn't dive, that's not for me to say or judge. But, you know, he has an opportunity to fall And they all fall What's your thoughts on that? I don't think it's uh, a new tradition Gordon, I think that You know, uh, even going back to my time Of playing that you had players That would go down very easily I think the difference now in the game is The game's quicker as you say uh, Obviously we don't know What takes that You know, that, that push Severe mm. To go over or fall or whatever it may be Of course players will try and get every advantage they possibly can Does it does it spoil my enjoyment? Sometimes I get frustrated if I see one or two incidents mm. But I'm not really looking at it thinking That is going to turn me off from football Can I see where Kenny's coming from? I'm sure Kenny won't mind me saying Roger, he, he sounds like um, he's a good, good bit older than me And has seen a lot more football than I have At a time when when it would have been different And Gordon's right This didn't happen overnight It was probably gradual And, and the horses certainly uh, bolted But actually this weekend did strike me So it was Salah for instance Did you see it? Liverpool um, yeah. At the weekend And they won the penalty and, and what sort of struck me Because it wasn't any different To what we see a lot of the time But how it was almost On, on the television and, and perhaps south of the border With the media It was almost universally accepted That that's a penalty now You know very little very little um, disagreement or, or complaints Rival fans will always do it But we have totally had to change our own um, barometer On on what's a suitable amount of contact to go down now Yeah, and listen, you, you heard Graham Souness discussing it Graham Souness, a man who played football in a different era um, When some players gave other players a reason to go down At the time, you know, with some of the challenges But he said, that's a penalty nowadays and he was right As a penalty nowadays That is how the game has changed That's what I, I mean though. I, we, We've just kind of come to accept it Yeah but I, I, Yeah It has evolved I don't think this is something sudden You know Kenny's talking about Watching a lot of football In the last six months This isn't something that has 
Ventured into our game in the last six months This is something that's been prevalent in the game now For, for quite a long time uh, So much so that when you have an incident like Salah at the weekend It has given us a penalty And the pundits agree Yeah, it's, it, it's a penalty There was a bit of contact with his arm there um, He is within his rights to, to go down And that is the way it, it, you know football is now being viewed uh, Kenny, the question is though Is that, that, that happened a long time ago? Did it not? There's no chance of getting that back Probably not, but uh, I feel as though, you know, as I say, having watched football for like over forty years, and I feel as though when I used to watch like the old uh, European Cup and watched the Italians, the Spanish, and the Portuguese players falling in World Cup finals, for example, and I think slowly but surely uh, it's creeped into our game. Um, I just find having now, you know, being that the COVID situation, we're all in the houses and we're all watching whatever we can on the telly. So live sports on a lot, and um, I just now I watch it now, and I I'm beginning to fall out with it. I, thought I probably won't because I love my football, but um, it just like every forty seconds, it's just you can see it coming when a player turns around with the ball. He's nowhere to go. He's made the mistake, he's already made the mistake And then he just falls to the floor I admire your crusade to fix it Kenny I don't know if we can manage it 01419511025 Keep them coming in uh, I've got a really difficult teaser for you Now I know I, I know I say that every week right? But this is heartfelt this week Really difficult I'll give you the question next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hannes here Gordon DL is with him And they're both waiting for you to get in touch on the phone So give us a call Let us know what is on your mind tonight We've got a great full-time teaser for you Really difficult this one In fact I've even I've, uh, I've personally modified it Because I, I think the original version was too, too much But we'll see, we'll see how you get on And I can give you the the original But John Smith I've not heard from him in a while But he's good at producing these difficult questions for you Can you name four players Since 2010 Who've played at least four times For Celtic or Rangers But they've never started a match Now I told you it was difficult Can you name four players Since 2010 Who've played at least four times For either Celtic <laughs> or Rangers but they've never started a match No, is, is that it? Is the answer no? You're just shaking your head at me <laughs> No you can't Alright, we'll oh, leave it there I would like to help what the original was If this is the, the easy version uh, It was just more players And a wider time frame Ah right, okay Which made it really, really tough Played four times At least four times For either Celtic or Rangers But they've never, never started, started a game Yes I wouldn't even know where to begin nah, I know Um Okay well I, I don't mind Pointing you in a direction In that One of them is still at One of these clubs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean It shouldn't be too hard To quickly go through Oh he started He started He started Must mm-hmm. be Celtic Roger Because that was a great 50-50 guess So Yeah yeah. I'm st- steering you In the right place So he's played for Celtic Yeah Hasn't started a game so You're no. looking at Chucked on a couple of times But never managed to start a game is it one of the you know some of the young lads? Someone like Scott Robertson, Ewan oh, Henderson. Um, Ewan Henderson. No, he'll have started, started games. Yeah. Eh? Armstrong, Oakleflex. Getting there. Cameron Harper. Oh. Right, I thought you'd have got it by now. I must admit, having Karamoko. Karamoko 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 Kar
I think it's is it four or five start uh, sub appearances, no starts. Right. Unfortunately, it only gets harder from there. In fact, I'd be amazed if you even get any of them. Mm-hmm. Twitter will because they know everything. So can you name four players since 2010 who've played at least four times for Celtic or Rangers, but they've never started a match? People like Karamoko Dembele. I'll give you another clue. One more Celtic and two Rangers, so it's a fifty-fifty. Um, I must admit, I don't think you get any of these. I think maybe one. Back in the eighties, I would have been the answer. <laughs> um, yeah, forget the eighties. Twenty ten onwards, right? Uh, we're about to speak to Davy, who's given us a call from West Lothian. So we'll get to him in just a second. If there are any Kelly fans out there or any interested observers, this might be a good time to get in touch because we're going to hear for the first time from your new manager. It is Tommy Wright, a familiar uh, voice. He says he w- felt like he walked the length of the Sahara Desert during his time away from football, but he's now refreshed for life at a new club. He said he'd planned to further his coaching education after leaving St Johnston, but lockdown meant he had to take on other hobbies instead. Well, it didn't go, obviously, the way I wanted with COVID. I'd planned a few trips abroad to clubs abroad and and um, a couple of Premier League clubs, um, you know, uh, to help with my development as a coach, was able to do some CPD work. Um, but um, in the main, I've been gardening, golfing when I was allowed to golf or when we were allowed to golf and doing a lot of walking. <clears throat> Apparently, I've walked the length of the Sahara Desert since the time I've been off. So um, it's, um, it's done me good because I've um, um, lost a lot of weight, got fit and... Um, Done a lot of reading, done a lot of um, watching box sets and relaxed as best I could in, in difficult circumstances, which are you know the same for everybody. But the main thing is I feel fresh and, and, and really you know, raring to go. He's hoping to unlock Kelly's potential, get the stands full at Rugby Park when it's safe to do so. He also says he's, he's been impressed from the initial uh, impressions with the squad. You know, having looked at a, a lot of the games, they've... You know, they have me in individual hours and at crucial times lost, you know, late goals and lost leads. But the overall quality of the squad and what I've seen, you know, and I knew most of the players anyway, um, it just reaffirmed my opinion of them. They've been excellent, their work rate and the quality and the attitude of them has, has been really good. And, um, you know, the club have, you know, made it easy for me to, you know, to, to come in and, um, you know, just get on with my job. No disrespect, isn't Johnson, because I, I love the club. I mean, Kilmarnock had the sustained success that St. Johnson have had over the last decade. You know, Kilmarnock are, um, I've got, I think, a bigger catchment area. They would fill three sides of the, you know, the ground every week. So that'll be the aim, but that's medium uh, to long-term. Short-term aim is just to win the next game and, and then move on to the next one and get us up the table as far as we can. Was that always the bit that maybe frustrated Tommy Wright about St. Johnson, Roger? I know he says no offence, I'm sure he didn't mean it, but that idea that even even with all the success, he, there was never that ability for, for real growth and in terms of getting more fans in and stuff, he clearly feels he's got that at Kilmarnock. I know as a, an Ayrshire boy, you'll have thoughts on that one. Yeah, um... There is probably You know Kilmarnock are a bigger club Than St Johnson I know St Johnson In the last 10 or 15 years Have been consistently In the Premier League But, but traditionally Kilmarnock are a bigger club There is more potential there There is probably A bigger fan base there We've heard from a few of them In the show In the last week Or 10 days Or a couple of weeks Since Alan Dyer left the club um, They've been dissatisfied at, at what they've seen and I think there was a call on last night saying, you know, they, they reckon Tommy Wright could just be a man to turn it around. I do think he's got a big job in his hands. 
um, not just this season keeping them up, but, but going forward as well. 13 of quite a small first-team squad all out of contract. I would probably say, uh, I haven't seen stats, but the Magical Manic would be one of the older, if not the oldest squad in the Premier League. Um, Tommy Wright's done that before. He's turned it around an, old, an ageing squad at St. Johnson back into a young squad at St. Johnson. But it does take time. So when he talks about short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, um, the first goal will have to be just making sure Kilmarnock stay in the league. And, and tomorrow... The job starts tomorrow night Because against Motherwell Who have had that new manager bounce With Graham Alexander You know a point off Rangers A couple of wins Tommy Wright will need to have the players Going at it from day one Because the teams round about him Are getting points that Kilmarnock haven't been getting Does he keep Kilmarnock in the division? Um, looking at the table Gordon I say yeah just Because I think that Hamilton, Ross County will be the two that finishes 11th and 12th. You know, I'm sure that was a great point. I didn't hear any, any of it because something's hanging from your hair and it's really annoying me. I don't know what it is. Just like you've got some sort of. What is that? Something hanging from your fringe, seriously. I know that doesn't work on radio. I don't, I Just reach no your hand up and pull it off. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. It's some sort of red piece of string. Oh, oh it's I come off know. my new hat. Honestly, Roger, I've just had a, I've had a, a tweet in from someone who wants to remain anonymous who says that they, they saw Gordon DL at his local golf course yesterday, right? Oh. And he was bragging, as he has done in the show, about his new heated body warmer. Yeah. He was freezing <laughs> yesterday, right? So he's up there and you can just imagine him on the first tee or oh. in and around the pro shop giving it, look at me, guys, look at, look at this. I'm going to be nice and toasty. You lot are going to be freezing. He <laughs> says, I'm going to turn it on when I get to the, the, the first tee. He had forgotten to charge it. Oh, and ended up, ended, up just like, ended up just like anyone else's body warmer <sighs> Honestly you got to remember to charge it surely Yeah How does it work? Well, is it a USB? Does it Yeah you just get a wee battery And you go plug it on Pressure Press up You've got three settings It's fantastic If anybody's well, out walking in the coat This is This is The, the dogs Right uh, it's absolutely ooh, brilliant ooh, that's, a, that's a risky phrase for Yeah a I'm going show. to use the next word But I'm not using it um, And I've got to say It's been great right. for me Going out there And doing a bit of walking Keeping mm. a bit of body heat in But unfortunately You forgot to charge I, I forgot to charge yeah, happens, to the best, happens to the best of us right, do, you okay. have, do you have to unplug the recliner To plug it in? Oh, very good Roger Come on Roger. Let's speak to Davey Who's in West Lothian Hi Davey Hi, how's it going, guys? Oh, good. How are you? More importantly, I'm not not too bad. Uh, first time calls, guys. Love good. listening to your show. It's always good. it's always a good laugh. Great to have you. I'm, I say this every time because I'm genuinely interested. What what is it that tipped you over the edge and, and made you pick up the phone then? No, there was uh, the guy that was talking about the diving. And, uh, <laughs> I go to me. I think to, Scottish football's been left behind. I think we we need to get used to this as part of the game now, right? Um, Terry O'Neill, for example, pulling the handball and the ball back into play, putting Ireland and do the World Cup. They're in the World Cup, Ireland, aren't they? Right? You've then got diving. It's a part of everyday football, right? If the Scottish players and the Scottish international team aren't going to do what the rest of the world are doing, they get left behind. Okay, that's a slightly different take on it, Roger, rather than, you know, diving is bad. Um, what, do you, what do you make of that? Oh, well, listen, I've heard plenty of professional players over the years say um, they indulge in the black arts of football, if you like, to try and get that little marginal gain. Um... And then it's up to the officials or whoever to judge whether they have erred on the right side of the law or not. Um, it, 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 listen, it's just the way it is. It's not just football. I think all sports will do it. They just try and push the boundaries, push the laws as far as they can. Some go over the other side. 
That's just the way it is. Is that does that make it right though, Davy? You know, does that does that mean that? I don't agree with that. Yeah. But but I think if we want to to compete at the best level, I mean, fair enough, we've qualified for years now. But we we need to start. But there's no point in us getting cheated mm-hmm. if we can't get back. And uh, I mean, the greatest players in the world. I'm probably the best player that's ever kicked a ball in in the, my lifetime, Diego Maradona. You know, these guys have always had that cutting edge about them. I okay, it's not right, but. It gives them that wee bit extra. Cantona, you've got, well, for example, Tiro and I would never have thought in my life would have done it. But you I was, know. by the way, I was in France that night. That was lively uh, when he when he did that. To be fair, Dublin would have been livelier, I would imagine. Um, Roger, it's sometimes easy for us to say because, and, and I would never go down that road and say, uh, yeah, you know, we, we don't have divers here because, of course, we do. You know, you, you can't you can't deny it and claim that, that we're better than that other people, or we've got some sort of moral high ground. I kind of get what Davy means in the sense that I don't. I, I feel like in other leagues, people have got real trademark moves. People are, have got. They've almost made it a specialty in different ways that perhaps we don't. Um, t- take Harry Kane. How unbelievably consistent is he at backing in and then hitting the deck like as quickly as anything? I, I don't feel like we have players who do the same focus on it. I feel like we've got a more a more sporadic and random approach. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Chris Sutton used to be good at it 20 years like ago. Was, yeah. yeah, that was a, a, a good move that he used to do and he did it very effectively. Um, so Maybe I've just been noticing Harry Kane too some, much I just feel like he's and, and always way, at it That's not a criticism of Big Chris at all That was just part of his style And loads of players do it And as I say It's up to the officials to decide Whether there is the contact there Whether they have Started the contact if you like It's up You know There's no criticism of players who do it Genuinely Gordon well, I'm even going to waste my time asking this Because you won't remember But I'll try anyway G- Genuinely what What was the mindset 80s, early 90s Because I am pretty sure now That managers would say to players If you feel contact go down You have oh. to because you won't get the Would that still have been the case? Yeah Then was it? Yeah I think I think players Even in my day Gordon Would uh, If they had a chance To take advantage of the situation Definitely That's what I mean And managers would, en- would encourage that uh, Well look You want to keep yourself mm-hmm. in a job And if somebody goes down Gets you a penalty kick That wins you a game yeah. Then you're not going to complain about it Um whether it's to say right or wrong But of course it's it's not just something All of a sudden has just come into the game It's been there for a long long time You can't, I played with players that You know the minute somebody come near them They're hitting the, they're hitting the ground mm. Waiting for a penalty kick And uh, they would play for that And I've played against players the exact same I must admit Gorn I pride myself I never ever dived in the box Never ah, ever. You can have pulled it off though I can tell that No I just didn't The hip I, I was getting back up Was the problem Exactly uh, no, too, no. Much, too much effort I was too energy. honest Gordon I was too honest oh, a player me. Uh, Davey I know you phoned in With that sort of Neutral point If you like From a, a footballing perspective But I'll take advantage Of your jambo leanings How are you Feeling about the season so far uh, We're like Rangers League's one Think so Done and dusted uh, definitely, definitely Can I just make one last point sure. Somebody mentioned Chris Sutton there Mm-hmm. Um, now what Listen Chris Sutton was An expert at it But what you've got to remember When Chris Sutton Played centre half You couldn't knock him off the ball Oh so uh, Yeah so Chris, you're, you're Chris trying Sutton, to highlight The opportunistic Chris, side of uh, things Yeah So so he had that Cutting edge and it, Listen Celtic won a lot of games Because Chris, Chris Sutton Done that And mm. that, that's what I'm trying to say I mean they, they got to European final they, And no, no saying that's because Of Chris Sutton But what I'm saying is Loving that wee bit in your team That extra goal can sometimes make the difference Did you, did you know when a game against there The other night there By a dodgy penalty there? 
probably Yeah, yeah, yeah And <laughs> nothing you do with your manager And your assistant manager In the face of the referee at half time, yeah I'm, so, not compla- I'm not complaining about Exactly, it, so obviously that's the reason you're on But I don't agree with that The dark arts, uh, to be fair were, were there not some decisions that Hearts should have got That they didn't uh, Yeah, yeah I, so. I, thought, I thought one penalty, well, yeah Exactly, thank you to Davey and West Lothian Right, dare I ask any further forward with this teaser Four players since 2010 Who've played at least four times for Celtic or Rangers But they've never started a match Brutally difficult question You've got Karamoko Dembele anymore Any, Roger? Um, surely Tony Watt must have started some games for Celtic Yeah Who? Tony Watt? Oh, that's not, that's not Tony Watt No Lassad No Pavel Brozek All I'll tell you is I'd say you're bang smack in the right era But even more obscure than these guys mm. I would and I think No, I, I, I think, think I, Some of those strikers that come in to sell Morton Rasmussen Yeah, these guys definitely started, I'm sure In fact, Pavel Brozek, there's your your stat Did he not start the game and then Tony Watt came on for his debut and scored twice at Fir Park? Oh, listen, that Mm. might be right Shepovic? Nope No, he played Yeah, I'm just trying to think of something No, I'll give you a clue about the Rangers one It's actually not that long ago And profile-wise, this guy was, was, was a decent signing But just couldn't really find his way into the team Herrera? No We round about that? Uh, no, I'd say even more recently Yes, that was, that's more like Kashina Yeah, era. this guy yeah. might even have been after that A Steven Gerrard sign? I think, yeah, I think he probably was Because I'm thinking about which part of the world he's from as well Sadiq? <laughs> no I thought it was a Oh, he started semi-final I'll leave that with you Against Aberdeen That's what it was ending I'll leave that with you Came up from down south Okay I'll leave that with you We'll get the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the west 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna are here Still time to get your calls in On 0141-951-1025 Or if you would rather tweet uh, You can do that as well You'll find us there At Clyde SSB We're going to speak to William Who wants to discuss Celtic's Recruitment Amongst other things Let me just check in On this teaser though We're looking for Four players Since 2010 Who've played at least Four times For Celtic or Rangers But have never Started a match You have got Karamoko Dembele I gave some uh, Some clues before the break And I must say People on Twitter do have it Conroy Milo Wee Dingy um, Amongst others Have the one that you're looking for I'm thinking Andy King But I could be wrong I, can, I, I cannot believe he's done that To you Roger Hanna <laughs> he, You definitely <laughs> came up with that During the break <laughs> And he's stolen it Gordon I've had 10 or 12 years of this don't, you, Nothing surprises you anymore you, know, you don't get any credit In this show anymore Five minutes after as well He was talking about diving And giving it I, I'm just too honest I was uh, <laughs> I'm as honest as my nose is long He was saying and just, you know, I can't believe he's are taking that off me uh, Andy King, yes So loan yeah. from Leicester I think five sub-appearances But never started So that means you're looking for One more Celtic And one more Rangers Since 2010 Who played I'll at least four times closer, But never started Closer to 2010 than today um, Mixed bag So the Rangers one Is Kashinya era But p- proper obscure I cannot believe this guy Got six sub-appearances I remember one of them for sure mm-hmm. But I can't believe he gets six And The Celtic one I told you you were in the right era With Lassad um, Etc So about 2013-14 Not Rami Gershon um, No No 
Okay, we'll see what you can see what you can come up with. Um, yeah, pretty sure this was Kashinia. Um The Rangers won a loan sign in twenty seventeen. Uh, certainly from wrong. Newcastle. Uh, no, I don't think so. Right. Okay. Uh, let's bring in William, who's a Celtic fan. What have you got for us, William? How you doing? How you doing? Good evening, guys. Hi. Yeah. Hi, William. It's just, about, it's just about the recruitment over the last four or five years. Uh, I think uh, Celtic are sort of a kick in the can down the road with a lot of different positions in the team. When we get rid of, when you look at the right back situation, uh, we get we, we get rid of uh, Lustig and we bring in Frimpong came through. We sold Frimpong and we bring in Kenny on loan. So basically, we still need a right back and we've not replaced the uh, Lustig. So that's been a few seasons without replacing Lustig. You know, even though Frimpong came in and managed to managed to get that place, and even you're talking about the goalkeeping situation as well. When Gordon was there and De Vries came in, when Rogers when Rogers was the manager, uh, De Vries came in and came in as a number one, which put put uh, Gordon at the behind uh, De Vries. And then when Lennon took charge, he brought in the loan signing and Foster again. Gordon was put as, as number two, and now he's bought Barkas. And I, I would give the guy, I would give guy at least a season to settle in with it. The, the circumstances of this year So for me That has been sorted The goalkeeping position has been sorted Because because we've not got a loan player And when you look at uh, Forrest on the other side And Sinclair on one side Even Sinclair on the other side When you look at uh, Elanusi coming in uh, On loan Wasn't great last year Better this year but it was still not replacing Claire. And when you look at uh, Forrest on the other side, we've not got a replacement for Forrest, mm. even though Chev's are way out and loan. Right, that's quite a lot of, of different areas, but on, along a similar theme, what do you make of, of William's point? Um, I, I, I understand what William's saying. I think especially this season, the um, you know there's been question marks about the recruitment of Celtic. I think the, the outstanding one, uh, the positive one, was obviously Turnbull that everyone's talking about. But there's other ones that have been, you know, not up to the standard. I thought that their business was too late. I think they left it too late, Gordon, uh, in the summer transfer window. Um, they brought in John Joe Kenny from Everton to, you know, mm-hmm. put himself in at right back because Frimpong's away. I think all eyes will be in Celtic in the summer when this transfer window opens again, mm. whether it's a new manager, whether it's Neil Lennon, because the recruitment, I've got to say, has a, an also Rangers form, because they've been absolutely brilliant, has cost them any chance mm. of 10 or off. Well, say John Joe Kenny, for instance, at right back on loan, does that not make sense? Because Celtic, most Celtic fans don't think Neil Lennon's going to be there next season. Whether that's true or not, we'll find out. And it, even if he is, most Celtic fans would definitely agree that there's going to be a, a massive rebuild. So... Is this not about just finding solutions and sort of getting to, to Peter Lovell's leaving as well? Is that going to lead to a, a greater restructure? Is this not about just getting getting by at the moment until the, the bigger picture kicks in? Well, I think the Kenny one, uh, you're probably right. But I was on saying that we needed a left-sided centre-half and that didn't that didn't materialise at the beginning of the transfer window. So, And I thought that I was playing really well at that side, you know, so... It doesn't really matter. I mean, with Frimpong, even we still need a right back, you know. And as much as I would like to, as much as when when we when we played Kamarnock, it was great to see 
uh, Kenny playing. But at the end of the day, I'm still looking at it and saying to myself, we still need a right back, you know, and and we still need a left side. We still need we still need a centre half. You know, this is the way I'm looking at it. You know, it's like a it's like a a continuation over three and four years that the recruitment hasn't been good enough. And what we're doing is we're bringing in loan players to cover positions that should, we should have. I mean, you're not going. I mean, when Tierney left, you're not going to replace a player like that because he's once in a generation. So everybody, when you look at Taylor, for me, Taylor is is a great wee player. Obviously, he's not going to be as obviously he's not as good as as Tierney, but he's still what he's done is he's covered that left back position. For me, obviously, we brought in. Uh, Bolongoli, we know what happened there, and we brought in Laxalt. So, for me, the left back position has been covered, whereas the right back position hasn't been covered. The left, the left side hasn't been covered, and the right side hasn't been covered for. Uh, yeah. Forest. I suppose to be fair, Roger, Celtic assumed that a combination of Frimpong and or Elhamed would 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 replace Lustig, and in fact, you know, Celtic. Got a decent amount of money for Frimpong to tempt him away. Yeah, it, listen, it's a good point. It's made there, you know. You, when you try and replace players who are going out the door, you try and get like for like replacements. Now, you can argue Odson Edward replacing Moussa Dembele is more or less a like for like replacement. You can't do that everywhere, you know. And, and you know, William's quite right. If Tierney goes, you're not going to get another Kieran Tierney. You need to try and do the best you can. And if Lustig goes, it's very difficult to replace a player of Lustig's quality And Celtic tried hard with Frimpong and Elhamed Where the problem really lies is Areas of the pitch They, they haven't really found replacements for You know, when Forrest's out of the team We discussed it earlier on There isn't really a backup for James Forrest There's not another wide right player in the squad there You know, Scott Sinclair since he's going out You mentioned it yourself, Gordon El Yunusi isn't really a like-for-like like replacement for Scott Sinclair mm-hmm. at all. And if Elianusi's out of the team, there isn't really anyone else there to, to fulfil that role. So I can understand William's concerns about recruitment, and I agree with him. This is going to be a huge summer for Celtic in terms of recruitment. Thanks, William. One to watch with interest over the coming months, no doubt about it. That was William on the line. What about that Rangers one that I tried to tease you with? Because I can tell you that Mikey, Grant, Mackay and Milo have all got it what about, based on that rubbish clue that I gave what you. What about Dalsail? No. Ooh. I I'm just hoping Roger gets this because I've absolutely no chance. I'm putting it out there the now, live on radio. I've no chance. I think and this is a bit of a this is not really a clue that anyone else can get involved with unless they heard it. I think a couple of weeks ago I mentioned him because he's the guy that gave the ball away for Louis Moult to lob Jack Annick and score in the semi final. Oh, the game at Hamden when Cardozo got his nose smashed. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, well, see, that's the bit you t- that's the bit you remember from. If you're from my part of the world, you remember Louis Louis Moult's goal. No, I remember Louis Moult's goal. Uh, well, no, no, just just interesting. A Sunday semi final at yeah. Hamden, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, gave the ball away. Man City. Oh, Aaron Namain. Aaron Namain. Oh, the wide player, isn't he? Wide left. Uh, right, right, I think for you. Yeah, I knew he was. Yeah, I knew he was. So, a Celtic player from sort of the early yeah. 2010s. Yeah. Uh, just before we go, another story that I wanted to mention, but I don't think we really have a great deal of time. The Funnily enough, we spoke about it on air and we mentioned Dave Cormack last night. And then just when we went off, by the time we got home, 
Um, a statement from Aberdeen Following speculation around the manager's position Derek and I met on Sunday We discussed the poor run of form since the turn of the year And the board met today And are fully behind Derek getting us back on track We're very cynical in this part of the world I saw people replying going Oh well then, he'll be out by the weekend Dreaded vote of confidence But it seems like Dave Cormack's thought this through Roger for the meantime, yes um, Yeah, this is a board of directors Who have had a managerial review And then revealed the details of it Straight away to the fans Oh, what do you mean by that? I'm just, no, I'm just stating facts mm. um, I, I, Trying to say I, others should follow I suit, do, are I, you? I, I, no, not at all I do tend to be slightly sceptical About these things And a wee bit cynical That it is a vote of confidence And were Derek and Aberdeen To lose 1-0 at home to St Mirren At the weekend um, it would be another really big blow for them um, I'm a Derek McInnes fan I think he's done well for the club um, A lot of second place finishes Seven consecutive European qualifications um, But there was You know, there's a lot of Aberdeen fans Who would disagree with me They seem to think the team is going stale They're in course for the lowest points Tally of Derek's reign Fewest goals scored in a season of Derek's reign um, But you know, you look at the game at the weekend Hibs emerged from a transfer window Having retained the services of Kevin Nisbet And Ryan Porteous Despite receiving seven-figured bids for the two of them Aberdeen finished a window By selling their top scorer And bringing in three players on loan So, go figure Okay, we'll have to leave it there What about this last one then? A former Celtic player Who's got four appearances at least since 2010 But he's never started a match Efrain Juarez Nah this is difficult this one Initials Gordon Initials What kind of position uh, I think a sort of winger Forward type yeah. um, I think he scored Did he score against I think he scored At Fir Park so oh. that, that, That's his You know You'll have started to notice That if, if games involve Motherwell My yeah. memory tends to be A bit better on it I think he scored at Fir Park I could be wrong A, a, lo- a loan signing I'll give his initials Since Gordon wanted them mm. B A Barry <laughs> Brian No Bobby Overseas player? Yes I think Is it uh, Is it Bosnian Or something That neck of the woods Oh uh, Atajic Yes Barudin Atajic I've never heard <laughs> you, you <wouldn't> have, <laughs> You're hopeless Right Thank you Roger Hanna And Gordon Dale Back tomorrow 6 o'clock uh, Mark Guidi And Andy Halliday Big games tomorrow as well So make sure you join us Callum Gallagher though He's up next He'll look after you